entre tambores va la luna solitaria fiesta de la Colombia in Indonesia is created and produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia with the main goal of discussing culture, trade, traditions and related topics between both countries. Welcome to the new season of Colombia in Indonesia. Last season we invited foreigners from all kinds of backgrounds that had the chance of living in Colombia to share with us their experience in the country. This season we are going to explore the point of view of Colombians who lived in Indonesia. Today we are with Isabela Lopez, who has lived in Jakarta for the past five years. Thank you for being with us today. Hello. Selamat um, pagi. I'm Isabella. Thanks for having, he, having me here. Thank you very much for your time and for this opportunity. Isabella, let's get right into it. Because of the way in which you grew up, you're kind of a global citizen. However, you still feel a strong connection with Colombia and you feel like you're a Colombian citizen. Please share with us a bit about your upbringing and what makes you feel Colombian. I was born in Colombia, and at that time my parents were living abroad. They were already expats. Um, I never lived in Colombia until I was uh, 18 years old. I, did, uh, I decided to go there because we were, we were used to go um, every two years uh, for holidays. And I loved... Um, like the exotic part, uh, I like to be, I enjoyed very much to be with my family, despite that we were very, very far away. And uh, despite the fact that uh, I lived uh, 18 years away from Colombia, that I grew up in a country like uh, Ecuador and Italy, I was raised uh, in Italy. So I have, uh, I have many manners of uh, an Italian. And uh, once I arrived in Colombia, I enjoyed it. I studied my university. I then uh, went to New York and then I went back to Colombia to start working and uh, I stayed there until uh, I met uh, uh, my husband. So despite the fact that I, w I didn't live in Colombia, um, I, I always felt like a Colombian because my parents, they always... Um, Uh, educated us in uh, in an environment where there were many Latin people or Colombian people. So, all right, Isabella, what what did your uh, parents do? Why did why were they living abroad all the time and changing from country to country? My father he he worked at the United Nations. He worked for FAO, which is the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, and uh, Uh, when I was born, they were living at that time in Ecuador, and then the, he was posted to Italy, where he was supposed to stay two to three years, and he stayed. Uh, they stayed uh, 70 years in Italy, and then they were posted in uh, Chile, and uh, his last post was in Argentina as representative of uh, FAO. I see, and... What kind of activities did your uh, parents used to do to make you feel Colombian and to keep you rooted to your, your country? Uh, they were always speaking about uh, music. Every time there was a party, there was always Colombian music. There was, uh, they liked a lot uh, at that time uh, Lucho Bermudez. Mm -hmm. They liked a lot uh, Matilde Diaz. Uh, they are singers from the 60s and 70s. So... Um, 
we were he had he he my father my father he really liked uh, to collect music he was a uh, enthusiast about that so uh, every time there was a party because uh, as expert families we we gathered with our extended family there so uh, we heard a uh, lots of music we um the food as we were uh, gathering together with other colombians so we were eating colombian food and not only you know the classic uh, food but uh, the thing that uh, as we were going every two years to colombia and why did you choose to study in colombia i just uh, i decided to study in uh, in colombia because um, i wanted to have a relationship with my roots with my family with my country because uh, as i said before We were going to Colombia every two years, and uh, it was wonderful for me. It was like a so exotic, like meeting my my same the same people like me, like Colombians, and uh, the beautiful cities that they are in Colombia, and the diversity that you can find in Colombia. So uh, I decided to go to back to Colombia for that for that reason because I didn't know nothing about my country. I wanted to leave it. Right, you, you d didn't have to experience it before. You, you only had what your parents taught you. So that's why you, you decided to go back. Okay, the, now um, we had the chance to talk with your husband in the last episode of the first season of the podcast, um, Jan. And he told us a little bit about your love story, but we want to hear a little bit more about it. Can you, can you go deeper on that? How, how did you meet him and how did you end up going with him to his next uh, posting? how I ended up uh, quitting Colombia right. because of him. Exactly. Uh, we met in 2011. Uh, a friend of us in common introduced us. And uh, it was by azar. It was, uh, a, I think it was uh, destiny. And uh, we just met for two hours. And then I, I, that was in Santa Marta, in the north part of Colombia. And I had to fly to Bogota. Uh, I had to go back to work the next day. And uh, I was working, in fact, in Santa Marta. And he just arrived from Paris. And we met each other again one year later. At that period of time, my father passed away. And he sent me a condolence note. So it was like a kind of connection there. So uh, that's was when, uh, that was when we decided to... Not decided, no. That was when we began... Uh, our relationship, like as friends, a long-distance relationship. And um, I I went to... He came to Colombia one year after. And uh, that is where it all began in 2012, up to now. All right. Uh, now that you say that's, that's how it's been until now, uh, I think it, it's safe to say that you're in Indonesia because of Jan's work, right? However... Is not the first time that you step on Indonesian territory. When you were living back in Colombia, you were working at the embassy of Indonesia in Bogota from 2002 until 2006. Uh, can you share your experience? And how did you end up there? I ended up in the embassy uh, two months after I arrived from New York. Um, I had a confusion in my mind because I didn't know if I was going to study marketing or going to, I was going to study another field of my, of my career. And uh, I said, why not? Let's uh, send a CV 
to the embassies and uh, one of them uh, was uh, Indonesia. They called me and I was the assistant to the ambassador and assistant of uh, foreign affairs. It was a wonderful experience. I didn't know anything about Indonesia, nothing. It's like I didn't even know where the country was. I know it was far away, like somewhere in Southeast Asia, but I didn't know exactly where it was. I didn't know that it had uh, uh, so much, um, so many people, like 280 million of inhabitants at that time. That is the largest archipelago of, of, of the world, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. It was um, really interesting. And how was the experience of knowing that culture for the first time? How did you feel uh, when you were uh, developing your relationship with the, your um, colleagues from Indonesia in Bogota? Was there a, a big cultural like shock, or was it easy to to have a um, work with them? There was no shock. Maybe I was a bit surprised by religion. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I knew that they used to pray five days, uh, five times per day, sorry. And uh, for the rest, it was really easy going. They're very, they were very kind to me. And do you think that your experience back at the Embassy of Indonesia in Bogota prepared you at least a little bit for your life in Indonesia? Yes, because uh, we were living in Singapore before. When my husband said that we were going to be posted in Indonesia, I said, okay, I know these guys. I know them. <laughs> I know their culture. I know their, their food. I know many things about them. I, I knew some words in Indonesian. So I was excited. And uh, it, is what, it is more than uh, what I expected from. Isabella, so you were telling us that you felt that uh, your time in the embassy prepared you a little at least a little bit to, to be in Indonesia. How did that uh, prepare you? Did you participate in different activities with Indonesian people, community in Colombia, or uh, what can you tell us about that? Yes, we participated especially for the Independence Day and for uh, Idul Fitri. So when I arrived here, it wasn't a surprise for me, uh, those kind of celebrations. It's a gathering where all the Indonesians in uh, Bogota uh, were invited to the ambassador's um, uh, residence. And what did they used to do for the National Day? They used to eat a lot. Mm. They used to play. We had to play ping pong. There were tournaments of ping pong, mm-hmm. of tennis, uh, badminton, I remember. It was at that time when I saw for the first time that people people play in uh, badminton. Because in, in Colombia, we're not used to that kind of um, of sports. And we, yeah, that's what we used to do. Lots of uh, tournaments, uh, dancing also. The, I don't remember the name. I think it's Pocho Pocho. Pocho Pocho. Yeah, yeah. the Pocho Pocho. It was really fun. Right. And you said that you were not familiarized with the religion, but uh, you still participated in celebrations for Idul Fitri. What can you tell us about Idul Fitri? Well, when I first began at the embassy, I arrived in just before the first uh, Idul Fitri just uh, before the, the beginning of Ramadan. It was there when I began to, to know about more about the, um, the religion. So um, it was like the Idul Fitri is like our Christmas, where we all gather together 
family, close friends. I found it so, so nice. It was like, I was really surprised the way how they were during Ramadan, how they were um, fasting, fasting, how they were fasting. And uh, at that time it was good because uh, we used to, the office, the embassy used to open at 10 and we were living at 3. So it was a really short day for us who were not uh, Muslims. <laughs> we were we were looking at like, ah, oh, yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's, let's take this opportunity to do other things, you know. Okay, and now after having those experiences in Bogota with the National Day, Indonesian National Day, and the Idul Fitri celebration and Ramadan fasting, which uh, I'm sure are one of the things that as Colombians for us are more surprising when we come to Indonesia. What can you tell us about your experience once once you arrived here, uh, once you lived it in in the country with the people, more people than what you had in the embassy? When you can see a whole country participates in in those same celebrations, what What were your thoughts about that? I thought that it was um, a moment, a special moment for them where they all gathered together. So uh, I had a bit of um, envy. Like, uh, why we, why don't we have this in, in our country? Yeah, it, it's incredible for me because uh, I never had the chance to experience anything from Indonesia before I came here. But now that I've been here for 10 years... Every year still surprises me how how dedicated they are to their fasting in Ramadan. I'm, I'm sure that when you're in Colombia, you, you cannot notice that much. You just see that they're fasting because they have the the um, custom to do it. But in Indonesia, they everyone takes care that everybody else is doing their fasting and they close the restaurant windows so they are not tempting anybody else to, to get in and, and get some food. It's it's like a joint effort of everybody to, to do it. So that's very surprising, and, and and I think that's very impressive because because it shows how big is their sense of community. Exactly, lots of community, lots of sense of community that you don't see in other countries, like not just in Colombia but in other countries like Europe, where this uh, sense of uh, of um, sharing special moments is disappearing. Isabella, moving on to a different topic. Uh, you are a well-educated and hard-working person. However, a few years ago, you get pregnant for the first time and you decided to leave your career aside and focus on raising your kids as a full-time mom. What led you to make this choice? Right. My mother, she raised us. Uh, she was a um, housewife. So we were very lucky to have her at home at, uh, every time, despite all her social events, uh, So I said to myself, uh, why not? Because uh, I wanted to raise them the way that my mother raised us. Uh, or at least that's what I'm trying to do. Right, and how, how has that experience been, especially here in Indonesia? Because one of your kids was born while you were in Singapore and the other one uh, a couple of years back when you were already living in Indonesia. So for most of their life, they've been living in Indonesia. How has that experience been for, for you and for them? I think uh, we shouldn't have any complaints. They shouldn't have any complaints from their side. Um, because uh, I try to do my best. I, What in fact I do is that uh, I take any opportunity to take them to restaurants and to eat, to go out and eat, to um, 
I take them to the movies. Uh, we have many activities, extra activities after school also. Mm. And we have, uh, we are very lucky because uh, we have a helper since practically since the beginning, uh, since we arrived in, uh, in Jakarta. Mm -hmm. I inherited her from uh, another Colombian, very good Colombian friend of mine. And uh, she even speaks Spanish. She speaks English and Spanish and uh, uh, we are very lucky to have her. To have her. And this has eased the way also to, to be, to also, to raise my kids and to do other activities. Right. And as I mentioned before, your whole, uh, your kid's whole life has been uh, abroad, either uh, in Singapore or Indonesia. However, would you say that they feel Colombian in any level? They feel and uh, are Colombian and French. Each one of them have uh, their Colombian part, mm -hmm. which is dancing. They love dancing. So they listen to some music and they start to dance. It's, it's impressive. But I'm sure that an another a European or from another country wouldn't move the legs as they do when they, when they listen to the music. And in fact... Um, My eldest son, he's playing drums. That's very interesting and very cute. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, have you been with them to Colombia? Oh, yes. And what do they say when they go? How, how they do they it. feel? They love it. The last time we went there was in uh, June until August. And they love it. They saw mm, their uncles, my mother and uh, the, the other family. And uh, each time we go to Colombia, we try to, to go and visit different parts. I have a brother who lives in Barranquilla, which is in the north part of Colombia. We went there, then we went to Cartagena because there, um, our family has a, um, an apartment there. And uh, Cali, where my mother uh, lives. We went also to Bogota. We went to Subachoque. So what I... What I like to, what I enjoy the most is uh, them to share time with uh, their family, with their cousins, with their uncles, grandmother, and uh, they really love it. And they do the switch, right? Because usually we come from Indonesia or from France, and we arrive to Colombia, and they start speaking uh, Spanish, and they have uh, some uh, sp some Colombian sayings like uh, "chévere." It's interesting. It's interesting. Right, thank you, thank you. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what chevere means, chevere means like nice. Um, it, it's a way of saying nice or that you like something that uh, in Spanish, especially we use it a lot in Colombia, as, as Isabella was mentioning. Now, Isabella, how do you keep your culture alive with your kids? How do you, how do you teach them about their Colombian roots? Uh, I don't teach them. In fact, they see in my acts. Um, what my country is because uh, in my spare times I do painting I paint and uh, one day my son he told me mommy I want you to do the um, hombre jaguar I was surprised and I was like where did you learn this no in one of the books you have from Colombia I saw it and 
I want you to do Lombre Jaguar. And I want you to do the Chiva, which is a traditional bus from Colombia. I was really surprised. So uh, they see or they learn um, things from, our, my, from, from Colombia, from our country, uh, through me. It's not that I go and sit, uh, just sit here. I'm going to show you about. I'm going to. I'm going to show you Colombia. What is about? What, what is what it is about? No, they they see that uh, I'm doing, or maybe I'm reading a book, and they ask me, "What are you reading?" And uh, because the thing that I do, especially when I come from Colombia, back from Colombia, is that I bring lots of handicrafts, mm-hmm. so they can have lots of relations. They can see in the in the house that uh, there's a big part uh, of, um, of uh, Colombian culture, like uh, from the Carnaval de Barranquilla. We have many figures. So they see it every day. And it's like, this is from Colombia, this is for this and this, and so they see it every day. It's not that I teach them, right? It's they, it's, uh, so you, you just keep them surrounded by Colombian things that they, they feel like that's part of their life. That it's yeah, and last time we went there, they said, oh, I want a chiva. So we bought them each one a chiva. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's very, it's very nice. Now, uh, aside of the, for the dancing, what other manners or saying or behaviors do you think that your kids have picked up uh, that you identify as Colombian-like uh, behaviors? I don't know if maybe they, they have any specific... Um, food liking or, or the music you talk about the music what kind of music from Colombia do they like they love uh, arepas mm-hmm. buñuelos they really like uh, eating pandebonos made by me <laughs> we try to we try to do the, our best right we do not find uh, all the ingredients here but uh, we try to do the best to approach the best for uh, to our food, right? As of music, uh, they love Carlos Vives, of course. They even know some uh, songs. They asked me to put them uh, Carlos Vives. They know Fonseca. Not that much Shakira. Shakira, they love uh, Waka Waka, which was from the World, uh, World the Cup, World Cup uh, 2000. Uh, South Africa. Yeah. That was 2014, 2010. I don't remember. Anyway... It's like uh, now they are also listening to um, some Balvin. I try not to put them lots of uh, reggaeton because otherwise uh, they will not stop uh, dancing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy listening salsa because okay. I'm from Cali, and Cali is the capital of salsa. They love it. They think that they, they should think that I'm crazy because I just listen a bit. Uh, there's a bit of music mm-hmm. and I just start dancing while I'm cooking or you know start dancing uh, salsa or it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I I, I can imagine those uh, small kids listening and dancing to salsa, trying to to imitate what you're doing. So the and they do it good. Enzo, he did the um, in in Cali. We were there. He did uh, this. Um, uh, Vacaciones recreativas, uh, how do you call it? Uh, I, you can, uh, I guess you can call it like a, a community holiday or something like that with, with people from the place where you are. I don't know the exact name for that in English. Yes, Maybe it's some, some kind of summer camp. Yeah, summer camp. And one day we went to um, 
this um, event that's called Delirio in Cali, mm -hmm. which is very famous in Colombia and uh, worldwide. With show of salsa show, spectacular. And suddenly they put uh, salsa choque, and he began to dance. And I asked him, where did you learn this from? No, 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 it was in the summer camp. And I said, wow, I was really surprised. Interesting. Now, uh, have you had the chance to go see with your kids the latest Disney movie based on Colombia called Encanto? Sure. Two weeks ago we went. We went with our uh, Japanese neighbors. Okay, yes. and what did your kids thought about the movie? Did they recognize any of the things that they saw there? Did they feel like it was a Colombian thing or it was just an animated movie for them? No, especially for the elder. Uh, he said, this is Colombia. The essence, the music, the, the, the sense of uh, family, the, how the, it's like uh, helping each other. And, uh, of course, the music. He was like, oh, this is Carlos Vives who's singing? I said, yes. Oh, wow. And uh, the, when he saw the, um, the butterflies also, because he knows about uh, the butterflies and Gabriel Garcia Marquez because of me. So, yeah. He was Alrighty. very, very, very happy. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because uh, I want to share this with everybody listening to the podcast. In a couple of weeks, we're going to post in our, our Instagram a video about uh, references from Colombia in Encanto. So stay tuned for that, and hopefully you, you can catch it later on. Now, to finish today, Isabel, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite part of living in Indonesia? Uh, what, is, what is my favorite part of living in Indonesia? The fact that uh, we can travel inside Indonesia. Uh, having um, so many islands, so, so much diversity in the, their beaches, they're very colorful. Like if you go to Komodo, it's like um, the pink beach which is beautiful. Other things uh, to go to um, the opportunity, because it's an opportunity that few people have right now, to go to the Borobudur Temple, which is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. And believe me, it's uh, for those who, don't, who have never been to Borobudur, you should go, because it's... Uh, it's... Uh, Wow, I'm worthless, I'm speechless about that. But uh, yes, and um, I'm also, um, the thing why I like uh, living here in Indonesia is the kindness of the people. They're always smiling to you. They're always willing to help you. Especially when you don't speak Indonesian very well. They always find a solution to, to help you, always find a way to help you. And that is... Um, That is uh, priceless. It's uh, wonderful Indonesia, right? Right, you're right. Well, uh, Isabella, thank you very much once again for being our guest today and for your time and sharing all this nice experience that you just shared with us. Thank you very much again and uh, may you have a very nice day. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us in Facebook and Twitter at MCOL Indonesia. That is E-M-B-C-O-L-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. And on Instagram at MCOL Indonesia. E-M-B-C-O-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. To stay in touch with us. Please share this episode and we wait to hear from you in a brand new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Muchas gracias. Terima kasih.
Colombia in Indonesia is directed and hosted by Nicolás Montoya, with the support and writing of Juan Pablo Rodríguez. Music by Sebastián Valdivieso, produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia.